morning. Glad to see everybody out this morning. We're going to go ahead and get started with our worship service. Uh, we're going to have a prayer and then we'll get started. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for all of our blessings. Uh, God, we are um, thankful to be here. Uh, Father, to be um, uh, among your people. Uh, Father, to be here and uh, just enjoy your presence, Father. I just pray that you would bless our hearts this morning as we, uh, as we worship you. God, I pray that you would, uh, you would open our hearts to you, uh, Father, that we could sing, uh, that we could uh, praise you, Father. You're so worthy of our praise. God, you're so worthy of everything that we are. Uh, Father, I just pray that, um, pray that as we enter into this time of worship, God, that we would, um, we would just come together uh, in your name. Uh, Father, and we would, we would uh, lift you up, um, Father, that our, our praise would be uh, acceptable to you, uh, God, that we would um, hold nothing back from you, uh, Father, we are so thankful for uh, everything that you do for us, uh, God, for the changing of seasons, Father, for springtime and for everything being renewed, uh, God, and for uh, the earth to come back to life. Uh, Father, and just pray that you would, uh, you would have that same renewal in our hearts, uh, God, that we would be uh, continually uh, brought back to life in you, uh, Father, that we could live in your grace, we could live in your mercy, Father, that we could uh, know that we are free because of you, uh, Father, and, and because of your son and the sacrifice of his life for ours, uh, God, help us to... Um, Take this time uh, to remember that. Help us to take uh, the time with our uh, communion service, God, to um, just to enjoy that uh, that memory, Father, of Him uh, and the the blessing of of being part of Your family because of that sacrifice. Uh, Father, help us to just uh, be focused on You. Help us to uh, seek You, uh, Father, in in this time, uh, God, in every time of our uh, every day of our life, Father, as we. As we walk through uh, this life, help, help us to stay in step with you and your spirit. Uh, Father, pray that you would be with those who are sick. I pray that you would uh, bless them. I pray that you would heal them, uh, give them strength and comfort. Uh, Father, be with those who have uh, lost loved ones. Uh, be with those who have been uh, in recent tragedies, God. Uh, be with their families. and Just pray that you would give them peace and comfort, uh, Father, and uh, that you would just uh, help us to... Help us to heal, Father. Help our, our, our country and our world to heal. Uh, God, we know that you, um, you can put all things to right, uh, Father, and we just um, we thank you for that. And just uh, pray that you would go with us now. In Christ's name, amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you, hope of a life spent with you. So here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all Altogether worthy, all 
reading is uh, from Hebrews 10, 8 through 18. Um, good verse here talking about Christ's sacrifice, you know, for one time for all. Um, so Hebrews 10, 8 through 18. When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us, for after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them, after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. When there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Let's all bow. Father, uh, we're just thankful for this day that you've blessed us with, Father. And we're very thankful for a chance to come here to worship together, Father, that we can fellowship with one another, uh, that we can petition you in a prayer such as this. We can offer up songs of praise. And, Father, as we assemble around the table, that we can commune together and remember your son, Jesus. Father, uh, we just continue to pray for all those who are on our sick list. We'd like to especially lift up J.B. Cronin, Father. Um, he's in the hospital. They're not sure what's going on. We pray, Father, that you would give the doctors wisdom and help them how, know how to treat J.B. And for our brother P.J. Glowder, Father, just pray that his testing goes well. For Sharon Gamp, we just pray for complete healing, Father. And for Mike Cooper, that you would guide the doctor's hands that are treating him for cancer. And for Eugene Reisner, Father, we're thankful for the progress he is making. And uh, we just pray that you would continue to keep your hand on him and bless his family as they take care of him. Father, I pray that if there's a soul here today that is lost, that has never accepted Jesus as their Savior and been baptized into him, that this would be the very day that would happen, Father. And I pray, Father, for those of us who are struggling with different problems, that you'd give us strength and courage. 
And Father, I pray for each marriage here that you would strengthen it, protect it from the evil one, Father. Bless us as we raise our children and our grandchildren, Father. We love you, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Yeah. 
Always hungry. 
Looks like somebody left me some notes up here. So the week before uh, Easter is often referred to as Palm Sunday, and that's when you know Jesus arrives to Jerusalem uh, when he's coming into the city. Uh, I'm going to read John's account of that. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified, that they realized that these things had been written about him and these things had been done to him. So then just a few verses down, um, Jesus starts to, to tell and predict his, you know, what, what's going to happen in, in the next week's time. Um, so it says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. So Jesus is telling his disciples this, you know, they, you know, he's been predicting his death, but they don't really understand what that means and that he's, he's dying, but he's coming back. So when he says, I came, the reason, this very reason I came to this hour, we know that to mean, you know, Jesus was going to the cross on our behalf. That was Jesus' hour to, to redeem all of us, to save all of us, um, and take our sins with him so that we could be in heaven uh, with him someday. Uh, will you pray with me as we ask for blessing on, on the bread? Lord, we come to you this morning. Lord, we thank you for um, fulfilling the promise, Lord. We thank you for the gift. And we thank you for the, uh, the promise of heaven with you. We ask that you, you bless this bread, Lord. Help us to remember um, that it was your son's body, Lord, that was broken and beaten. Lord, that was given freely um, for us, Lord, to... Seal that covenant, Lord, of, of heaven with you someday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Will you bow with me as we uh, ask thanks for the, uh, the fruit of the vine? Lord, we come before you again, and we thank you um, again for the sacrifice of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for uh, the power of his blood, Lord. We thank you that we have the opportunity to, uh, to remember his death, Lord. I pray that you help us to, uh, to take these emblems, um, Lord, as, as a true emblem of uh, what he did for us, Lord. And we thank you for um, the cross or the, the tomb not being able to hold him, Lord, that he was resurrected, Lord, to, to show us that we will be uh, resurrected with him one day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Worthy Lord, my Lord is worthy, worthy now of praise. Worthy Lord, my Lord is worthy, worthy now of praise. And holy Lord, my Lord is holy, holy now and just. Holy Lord, my Lord is holy. Oh. 
let us sing with joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King of all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. And the mountain peaks belong to him, the sea and cities he made it. And his hands form the dry land. And his hands form the dry land. Um, we're going to have a prayer. Um, Larissa was saying that uh, Lila Napier, her mom, was wanting just kind of a special prayer for her um, since she's still on the vent. So we're just going to have a just a quick word of prayer. If you guys don't care to bow with me, we're just going to specifically pray for her this morning. Father, um, we're just coming to you, God, uh, just um, praying for this young girl, uh, that you would you would lay your hands on her, Father, you would uh, just send an angel to her, Father, just to bless her right now, uh, Father Lila Napier, um, God, we're praying for healing, God, we're praying for uh, change for her, uh, that you would, uh, you would just move in a mighty way this morning, Father, that... Um, that your, your spirit would be present, Father, that we can, um, we know, Father, we can ask you and that you are moving, Father, that you have moved and that you will continue to move on her behalf. Uh, Father, just pray that you would be with her family this morning. Uh, pray that you would give them peace. Father, I pray that you would give them uh, just an extra measure of faith in you, Father, that, um, that you have this situation well in hand, God. Uh, but, Father, we are uh, we're praying for uh, for her to uh, be able to be off the ventilator, uh, Father, for her uh, brain to respond, uh, God, and for her to um, to make a full recovery, Father. We know that she is um, she's on the heart and minds of many people, uh, Father, and I just pray that our our words would. Uh, Just pray that our, our words would <clears throat> just cause action this morning, God. And I pray that uh, that your your hand that your hand would extend out to her uh, father and to her family. <clears throat> father, I pray that we would be diligent to hold her in prayer uh, father that you would um, you would see us God and you would have mercy <clears throat> father just pray that you would uh, you would just move uh, for her uh, father and you would show us your power uh, we thank you for listening father we thank you for always hearing uh, just pray that you would go with us and uh, just bless bless her at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. We'll use this song to uh, dismiss the children to their Bible time, uh, and we'll have Jamie's lesson after this. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice.
rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has apologize if my mic was on during that last song. If you didn't hear it, then it's all good. Somebody's notes are up here. I think I've heard that before. Um, that's a, bro, I can make an hour out of that. A 22-minute sermon. Oh, notes right here. Hey, it's good to be with you all this morning. Thanks for being here, being together. Zach, thanks for the worship. Um, Josh, thanks for the communion. And right where we're tracking. I mean, we know where we are. We know the time of year. We know what we've been doing. If you've been fortunate to be here, if you've been online or whatever, welcome, and we love you. Um, two weeks ago, Old Testament, in a very breathtaking eye-opening, I'm kidding, and a, and a one, you know, just getting to see the Old Testament's awesome. Last week, the story of Jesus and how he and Moses, but how he was the greater Moses. He did more than Moses. In all of mankind's pursuits in the Old Testament, New Testament, they failed over and over and fail over and over. But Jesus came one time for all mankind. We know that story. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us, right? I will forgive their iniquities and remember their sins no more. That's what Jesus is about. So let's pray together and we'll move on through these things today and look for a 20-minute sermon now. I just burnt two minutes. Father, thanks for this day. It's good to be here. It's good to be here with family and friends and loved ones. And God, man, that you blessed us. And just looking around this room, there's so many good, wonderful hearts that love you, God, desire you, want to live this thing out in you. Remind us today, God, because we know our stories, we know our brokenness, we know our woundedness, we know the times we fall and struggle and battle and do it over and over and over again. The betrayal of you and friends and loved ones, God, we know you are the one, the only one who has made, can make, or do this right. And we know that you've done it right so that we could have that for ourselves because we'll never do that. You're very clear about that. So God, I pray that you would take away the struggles, the battles that we have in our minds of understanding you. Father, that, that we could see for real your great love for us and your forgiveness of us bought by your son on the cross. In your son's name we pray, amen. So over the last few weeks, you know, we've been talking about all of that and we finished with, um, you know, this, this old wine. New wine was not made for old wineskins. These are words of Jesus. And so, and so one of the things I would start with here, if I was needing to title this, 
It would be something like Jesus paid it all, right? And, and someone, when we were walking, they were walking out of the room just now, they, were, they, were, they knew what I was talking about, and they said, something new, something better. And that is exactly, that's, that's a great title, right? Something new, something better. Behold, I'm making all things new. I'm going to do a new thing. That's what God says in Old That's what he's pressing into us. He's doing something new with Jesus. There was an old covenant we could not ever live into. And so Jesus comes and, and authors in, escorts in this new way. And so I would say then, um, I think that if I could capture one thought then in the essence of all that, it would be that the cross and resurrection is the great theme of the entire Bible. The cross and the resurrection of Jesus is 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 the great theme. It is the ark. It is everything of Scripture. Everything you read, Old Testament to the end, all about those things. So Jesus tells us this story. You know, it says this thing. He in, in this, what, what I was getting at with this old wine, new wineskins, new wine, old wineskins, when he says this new thing, I'm up to something new, the, the cross and the resurrection are the, the theme. What we're supposed to be thinking is that the only way I'm going to be able to be connected with Jesus is to do away He's already done away, but in my heart, in my mind, I got to do away with all that stuff, all those things, all those rituals, all those traditions, because he said clearly in the scripture, the, the blood of bulls and goats could never forgive sin, only the perfect, the blood of Jesus who lived the perfect life for us. Okay, enough set up. Let's take off. So the deal for us right now is to settle into one thought. There's three, there's three points here. The first one is, is that Jesus chose the cross. He chose the cross. Nobody made him go to the cross. But in our poetic, our desire to be artsy or overly romantic or to romanticize everything or to have some need for how terrible we are and to understand how bad we are, we'll say things like, I can't believe that Jesus... Uh, they made Jesus die for us. I can't believe those Romans. I can't believe those Jews. I can't believe those people. And then it would come all the way down to me that I can't believe me. I made him go to the... No, no, no. You, your, your sin did, yes, but you did not make him. You're not big enough or bad enough. Pilate was not. The Romans were not. The Jews were not. Nobody was big enough to make Jesus go to the cross or bad enough to make Jesus go to the cross. He chose the cross for you yeah, for me, chose it. And then as man would struggle in their jealousy and man would struggle in their battles, he just orchestrated his great deliverance by just telling his stories and pressing into their weaknesses to the point where he was able to deliver you and me. Remember, his sacrifice, his blood on the cross is shed for your purification and your atonement. Blood purifies and atones. The blood of, blood of bulls and goats cannot make that promise just day after day. So let's read a few scripture then, and I'll catch my breath for a minute. The first one is in 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, okay, this is how you were redeemed, by the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Remember Old Testament, it had to be perfect, slit the throat and they die not murdered to to take the place of them being murdered, but they were sacrificed, they were 
they, they were in place of to purify and to atone for. At one, making it right again. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Understand this big one. He was chosen before the creation of the world. You didn't make him. You're not bad enough to make him. You're not sinful enough to make him. You're sinful enough that he needed to die. But it was his choice to go to the He chose to go to the cross. Understand this. You need to know that he desired to go to the cross because you couldn't do this right. I cannot do this right. And I'm going to offend you and hurt you and wound you, and you're going to do the same to me over and over. I'm going to say, who can make this right? And Paul would say, thank God for Jesus. Whatever gets, goes against that story for you, you have to say bye to it. <laughs> You have to make it go away. It is on you. It is a teaching you have grabbed that is not faithful to Scripture. The only way that you will ever be saved or be Jesus's is to stop trying to put new wine into old wineskins of the law, your obedience, the church, or anything else. I'm the way, the truth, the life. Grandpa's not the way. My mom and dad are not the way. The church is not the way. The elders are not the way. Jamie's not the way. Preachers aren't the way. Nobody is the way. I can't go to the right schools. I can't do the right things. I can't quote enough scripture. Knowing this Bible alone, quoting it word for it, is not the way. Only one way. You say, I cannot do this. And Jesus said, I know I've been trying to tell you that all along. You're a mess. And you're making everyone a mess all around you. Chill. Stop breathing down everybody's neck, trying to make them do everything your way. You're not the way. You are not the way. Nobody here. I'm looking around the room. <laughs> no. Jacob, oh, sorry, bro. You're not the way. So he says, he was chosen before the creation of the world. Chosen. I'll go. And revealed to you in these last times. That's the hope of us, that Jesus chose the nails, that Jesus chose the cross, that Jesus saw our great Distance from him, our hopelessness, you see at just the right time, while we were still powerless, or while we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might dare to die. Good, righteous, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, while you're lost, he chose to die, demonstrated his love in that choice, and what he did, and how he did it, right? And then, and then we'll press on to this one. Matthew 26, um, Judas betraying Jesus after Jesus washing his feet. Man, that's got to grab you, right? Going, once to the, going at once to, the, to, to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus replied, do you Come, uh, do what you came for, friend. And then the man, then the man stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. You can hear, you, you can hear um, Bono and YouTube. This one man being betrayed, betrayed by a kiss. Other places, Jesus says, "Do you betray me by a kiss? Let's wash your feet." And with that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. Legion between 6 and 12,000. 12 of those. 
But how then would the scripture be fulfilled that says it must happen this way? You can never have enough bulls and goats. And if you did have enough bulls and goats, they will never, ever, ever forgive your sin. We need someone to choose the cross. And Jesus chose the cross. Humanity is bad. I don't know what I'm going to do with this world. It's so bad. The world's crazy. We must be in the end times. I can't believe that. And, and Jesus goes, man, you guys just really <laughs> need to understand. You've always been bad. You could have never made it right. I came by choice to fix all of this, to make it right. And so then what happened then? If Jesus chose the cross, what, are the, what would we say that happened with the story of the cross? We understand that there had to be a right sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. We understand that, that, that human beings are sinful from the beginning. We understand that, that there's none righteous, no, not one, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody has failed over and over and over again. And Joshua so, so well put it about, uh, you know, starting in John 9 when Jesus, you know, in his triumph, triumphal entry, it starts with this, this earlier, you know, you can read it in Luke 9. You read that Jesus sets his face toward Jerusalem. One more plug for that he chose this. There's a time he's teaching, he's hanging out, and then the story says very clearly, it just states, and Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. I was, I was um, at Doc Counter's office about eight and a half, nine, ten, ten and a half months ago, and he says, yeah, your, your retina's detached. <laughs> no, remember, just going, because ah. I know what's coming. I know what's, we've done this once already. And he knows what's coming. You who've had one knee replacement and you know you got to go have the other. You've had a hip replacement, you know you got, or you had a child and you know you got to have another. You know what's, what's coming. <laughs> That is what scripture means when it says he set his face toward Jerusalem. He was not ignorant. When it says he set his face toward Jerusalem, he sees all the story. He's in the triumphal entry. Hosanna and the highest hail, the king of the Jews. The, 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 the Zechariah prophecy, Zion, your king comes riding on the donkey, nay, on the foal of a donkey. Celebrate, be happy. And he knows that immediately within the same week, all those who were going to be celebrating that he's showing up, thinking he's going to overthrow every, all the Romans and everything, thinking he's going to be that kind of king, before the week's over, they're going to be mad saying, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. He sets his face toward Jerusalem, and he just keeps teaching and loving and moving relentlessly toward Jerusalem. Everything he did moving toward Jerusalem. Everything he did moving toward a cross, the cross for you and for me, the cross that would, the the beating that would just destroy him, the cross that would end up being his death, he chose, he just relentlessly moved to the cross to become the lamb that he knew he was going to be. He chose not to sin. He chose not to give in. He chose not to let it happen. He chose not to indulge in himself. He chose to keep moving to the cross. And everything that you gave into, he stood up for. And everything that I've given into, he stood up in the midst of. He didn't sin, kept 
moving toward the cross. He's anointed at Bethany. He gathers around the table with his, with his disciples. The apostles there, he's, gonna, he's going to uh, have a supper with them. They, they won't even wash one another's feet, or they don't even. I shouldn't say they won't even. That's a little pointed. They don't. Let's just go there. So he washes their feet, goes to the garden. He's praying, Father, if it's, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. They come and they take him by force. You know, and you read the, with me, the Malchus's ear, puts it back on. All who live by, die by the dungeon. Now I could have called my father, called on him. He'd send 12 legions of angels. And, and they finish by the night. The end of the night is this, this incredible, scandalous moment when Jesus dies on the cross for you and for me. Not for me. We're all guilty of the same thing. We're all guilty, every one of us, of the same thing. We think, whether we carry it through, we carry it through while others think. And while you judge them carrying it through, you're going, man, if I could, we're all the big brother. We're all the prodigal son's big brother. We're all the prodigal son. We fight in both of those places. And so the scandal of the cross is, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, God made him who had no sin, the good one, the only good one the world has ever seen, the one the world loves so much, the one that if he showed up here, you would just be going, Jamie, please be quiet. I just want to go hang out with Jesus. The only good one that all the world would bow before and will bow before, he was the one that was killed. And God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. And in and, and him, he and gives us the righteousness of God, gives us his righteousness. It's the, it's the, it's the flip-flop, the, the freaky Friday, the, the, hey, I take his place, he takes my place. You remember the movie, some of you. Sixpence, none the richer, um, Lee Nash uh, wonderfully poetic, says, Going up to the mountain of mercy, to the crimson perpetual tide, kneel down, down on the shore and be thirsty no more, go under and be purified, follow Christ to the holy mountain, sinners sorry and wrecked by the fall, cleanse your heart and your soul in the fountain that flows for you and for me and for all. At the wonderful, tragic, mysterious tree on that beautiful, scandalous night, you and me were atoned by his blood and forever washed white, forever washed white on a beautiful, scandalous night. The, the power and the beauty of all of that, the cross and what it means and what it meant to you and me, first of all, we can say in a moment by quoting scripture and saying it's true. But the reality of this story comes down to, do you know it for yourself? Are you chasing it with your being? Now, you can't make you holy, can't make you right, can't make you sinless, can't make you pure. But Jesus can and will. And so the reality of these truths are they're very true. But are they true for you? 
And so on the cross, Jesus, you know, there makes some statements so that we could kind of press into a little more of understanding what's going on for him. He said seven things on the cross. We're just going to hit these rapid fire. First one, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And one, he's talking to those in that very moment. And two, well, you know, we read those words and we understand we're doing the same thing. And so, so, so he would look at you and me and he would say, I get, I get it, man. I know you need this grace and mercy. And so when I freely forgive, you freely forgive your, your, uh, those who, forgive, who struggle and sin against you. Two, he says, truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise, causing all kinds of conflict. <laughs> I can't imagine the thief on the cross showing up in heaven with us. <laughs> How did you get here? What church did you go to? How often did you attend? How much did you give? What? Wait, what? What do you believe about? You don't, what? What? He's just like, I just looked at Jesus and said, save me. And I'm on the cross with him. This caused all kinds of conflict. It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters. But what matters to us is these are things he says. And Jesus' grace is so deep and so merciful. He's so wonderful. It's so incredible that while this guy's cussing and mocking him, he then turns and was he converted? He had a moment of just sanity. He's like, wow, this really is a son. And he asks him, forgive, forgive, you know, forgive, remember me. That's why he says, remember me. Today you'll be with me in paradise. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to, he said to him, uh, this, uh, to his mother, woman, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. This to John, who then takes him into her home and takes care of Mary, right? And then, Eloi, Eloi, Lamna, Sabbatani, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's going through all this stuff. He's thirsty. And when it's finished, he bows his head and he gives up his, bows his head, he gives up his spirit. And then he says, Father, into my hands, I commit your, my spirit. And having said this, he breathes his last. So seven things are happening here on the cross. Lots are going on. The, the, the point of these things is just to step into the moment for a minute and see that in this real time, Jesus is always thinking about everybody else even then, giving us gifts of encouragement, reminding us where his heart is, how we can go home later and pry these apart and understand them more deeply because we don't have the time for that now. But then Mark 15 says, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last and, and the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. You know, the, the scholars there will tell you that when the, when, there's a, when the earthquake hits, if this thing was just of, of uh, a natural, you know, um, disaster, whatever, the curtain, you know, something would have happened in the ground and the, t the curtain would have been torn from. But it makes specific uh, uh, notification that it was torn from top to bottom. The curtain that kept you away from God, kept God in a safe place. You were not allowed to go there because it's so holy and so awesome. The curtain was torn in two so you and I could get them. No longer Moses in the Old Testament, no longer a high priest in the New, you know, and, and all this, how it's all going along. Jesus, you know, or God rips the curtain at Jesus' death from top to bottom. Some would say so you could get in. And others would say so he can get out among you. Go where you go. Do what you be, do. Be with you wherever you go. That's powerful, right? And then the centurion, this was the, surely this was the son of God. 
So what does this all mean to us? We know that one of our, you know, the go-to verses of all Christians of all time, you know, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. The, the, the story of this story, the, the, the hope of this story is that it's, is that it's true. Jesus' way, Right? I mean, we talk about belief, right? And we talk about hope, but, but, but hope isn't hope if it's not Jesus' hope. And the way is not the way if it's not Jesus' way. Go into all the world and teach, uh, you know, the gospel to all creation, baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He who believes and baptized shall be saved. He who believes not shall be condemned. And we, tell that, we throw that scripture out, but man, we can abuse that scripture totally. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who believes not will be condemned. Who believes what? He who believes what in this it will be saved. He who believes what will be condemned. He, what are we talking about? We talk about believing. There's one way. It's only Jesus. It's never any other way. Back to the beginning. You can't know this well enough. This, just knowing this is not the way. Just showing up here is not the way. Being connected to the right people, hearing a right sermon, or being in a right class, or holding guard over the right things is not the way. There's only one the way. And believing all of this in the way is the way. There's no other way that's too cute and weird. And so what Scripture would tell us then, if we understand what we would do with this, we look at this cross, we understand what's happened, or we try to understand. Scripture tells us in Romans 6, Paul tells us that the wages of sin is death. When you live a sinful life, death is so when you break the law of sin and death, the old law, when you break the law, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the gift of God that ushered in the new covenant, the gift of God that comes to find you, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, eternal life. You don't get to take that from me, then I don't get to take it from you. I have no power in this. I have no say in this. I have no nothing in this. This is his story. The wages of sin is death. What, 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 what law caused that? The, the old law. What is the gift of God? The gift of God is this new covenant in Jesus Christ who died for you. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Maybe you want to hear it one other way. So Paul says, for through the law I died. The wages of sin is death to the law so that I might live for God. He dies to it because of what Jesus has done. He put that all away. So I can live for God. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. We need to hear that again because this is really what I want to really just settle this whole thing on and we'll be finished. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing so what we should be thinking 
right now, if you're thinking along the lines that Jesus is talking, I don't want to say if you're thinking about what I'm saying, I have nothing to do with this. But what you should be thinking right now is if I'm trying to do something so right and good, so well and perfect, guard and hold and everything else, and if I don't do things perfect, then I'm not going to be there and I've got to do all this stuff or else, and I'm really scared of you, you're already wrong. You're already wrong. The, if, I could, if I could have a righteousness of my own, I mock the cross of Jesus. I don't know how much more unfaithful I could be to Jesus than to mock the cross of Jesus. What's your story of Jesus every day with your family, your friends? Do you even talk about him? Does he cross your mind? Do you think about him? Do you just think about church? you think about whatever I got to do and to get to heaven? I just got to do this right, and I don't want to think these thoughts. I want to do these things. I don't want to go. Maybe he doesn't even cross your mind ever. Sorry, tangent. Paul says so clearly here, if you think that there's anything that's going to get you right in God besides only Jesus, you've missed the story. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So this morning, as you wrestle with yourself and you think about your life in Jesus... Um, what I would want you to think personally, this is Jamie now, be thrilled, be so glad, be so hopeful. Jesus died on the cross because he chose to die for you. Nobody made him die for you. It was brutal. It was horrible. It was awful. And he set his face toward it and went and got it. And when it was finished, he turns and looks at us looks at you and says, man, this is all for you. The way, the, the, all of these things. And, and where we're supposed to settle in is this grace covers all of our sin. We'll talk next week about resurrection, if God gives us next week. But the story for us then will be how do we live into that? So if you desire to respond in any way, if you struggle with any of this, if you have not given your life to Jesus, if you've not gone through your death, burial, and resurrection as he did, we'd love to immerse you into him. Just whatever your desire, when you come as we stand and sing. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My
things to cover in the uh, bulletin just to highlight. Uh, first, uh, we want to remember all of those in our prayer list, and I appreciated the prayer this morning for the young lady and uh, for her recovery, and also uh, like for us to all remember the family of that seven-year-old boy and that tragedy last week. Uh, that's been on everybody's mind also, and we need there's just so many things. I mean, that's just a couple things, but there's, there's things like that all over the, the state and the community, uh, in our own community, to remember and pray for. Um, <clears throat> remember our home groups tonight, and remember that next week we'll skip because it's Easter Sunday, and we'll pick it up on the following week. But the attendance has been good, and that's... Uh, something the uh, hosts need to post your attendance back there in the window on that uh, list because we'd like to keep track to see how how the attendance is being how it's being attended uh, they're very good uh, videos good lessons also uh, Caitlin book in in reference to our directory that we're working on, a pictorial director. She'll be taking pictures today. Uh, where do you plan to do that, Kate? I'm gonna do them up front if uh, the families wanna make a line maybe in the far left aisle. So you'll take them up here yeah. with this backdrop? Yeah, so if we wanna make a line in the far left aisle over here and I'll get each family and it'll be free. Very good, you all heard that. So uh, we're looking forward to that directory. Uh, in an effort, we've, the elders have always made an effort to keep you informed. We fall down in that job a lot of times, uh, but in an effort to keep you posted, uh, we did get a communique this week from John Paul Sacchecki, and he has declined to take our offer here at Sunshine. So uh, we pray for him where he finds a place that he feels comfortable, and in the meantime, we're still praying and looking. So we'll, we'll keep trying to find a man to come here and work with us. Uh, on a sick list, I want to add uh, J.B. Cronin. Uh, he's in the hospital uh, 
under observation, really. He's still there this morning. So we pray for them and that family. <clears throat> I have a scripture that I've read. not a scripture. I apologize for that. It's not a scripture. This is not in the Bible. But it's a good, uh, a good prayer. And uh, I've read it here before, but it's been a good while ago. This is attributed to um, Sir Francis Drake. There's some question about that, but be that as it is. But he writes this in the, in the 1500s. It's very applicable to us today in our state, our communities, and in our congregation. So his, his prayer that he wrote says, Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, when we arrive safely because we have sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity. And in our effort to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture on wider seas where storms will show your majesty, mastery. Where losing sight of land, we shall find stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and push into the future in strength, courage, hope, and love. When you think about that, I think a lot of that applies to us. We get pretty comfortable in our life and we let other things kind of dim. So with that, if you would stand with me, we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, uh, it's been good to be here this morning. Uh, we pray that everyone has been encouraged and uh, had their spirits renewed to face this new week. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for a beautiful day, and thank you for this congregation. And uh, just be with each of us today. Help us to have a good day and enjoy life. In his Jesus' name we pray. Amen.